Hey everybody, this is Aoife Freeman, podcasting from Wow the World Studios. In this podcast, we're going to be talking about how to heal our hearts. I want us to be able to rejuvenate our souls, and I want to be able to create expansion in our lifestyles. And so through our experiences, we've been able to cultivate things that work in order for us to get to the life we were meant to be living. I know there's tons of podcasts out there about such topics, but I trust that this God-centered podcast will touch you in a new and unique way. Happy listening. Good morning. Welcome to Wow the World Studios. So you guys, I'm so glad that you're back here listening. Um, I have a guest with me today, my girl Summer from Charleston, South Carolina. Um, A little background on Summer and I is that we met while I was living in Charleston in one of the darkest times of my life. And, um, in my phone, she is now labeled summer sunshine because the second I met her, she brought so much life light into my life that it was an undeniable truth that God put her in my path. The way we met, um, it was such a divine appointment that, I really knew that God was doing something with her and I, and here we are six years later, Summer. Yep. Yeah. Right. Six years later, and I've been wanting to do another podcast with Summer since I did my last one, what, three months ago? And, um, you know, (laughs) the devil really knows how to work with me. He really knows how to keep me quiet. And um, people have told me to stop talking about Jesus um, to my face. And the devil tells me, you know, Satan gets a hold of me. He gets a little foothold. And he tells me, today's not the day. You don't feel good. It's not worth it. Nobody wants to listen to you. This is the rhetoric that goes on in my mind every time I come here. And it even happened this morning, which Summer just reminded me of. Um, and so I'm so grateful to have my sister in Christ with me on a daily basis where she can help me see where he gets in the way of my success of God's divine appointments for me, um, and my path for my life, right, Summer? So I really would love for you just to share what the Lord has done in your life, And let's wrap around about all the goodness that he does for us and those around us that we've been able to witness. Amen. What a beautiful, beautiful intro. And, uh, you know, I'm emotional, so I've already got my uh, Kleenex ready. (laughs) But yeah, just, you know, just thinking about that day that we met Mm. two strangers on an airplane, you know flying out of Atlanta and I remember seeing you in the terminal and just being like, Oh man, that chick looks so cool. And for you to say that, you know, that was one of the darkest times of your life. Mm. And I was a ray of sunshine. 
you know, that's exactly how I feel or felt about you. You know, that was Amazing. one of the darkest times in my life. You know, I was, I had just, um, I had just quit drinking, mm. but I didn't have a solution. Right. Mm. And so I was just miserable, irritable, discontent. And I was in this, this relationship with a man that, um, was not a believer. And I just had felt, I was, I'd, I was feeling like I had gone too far down a one way street. Wow. That was the wrong way, but I didn't know how to turn around. I didn't know how to get out. I didn't know what to do. And I just felt stuck in this dark alley. And yeah. so meeting you, I remember, you know, meeting you, you know, you boarded the plane and you, your, your assigned seat was right beside me. Yes, I was amazing. And, oh my gosh. And know. you know, my daughter, I, you know, I typically oh. have an effervescent personality, but not, <laughs> not that time. Uh, and so my daughter, you know, leaned over me and complimented you on this hat you were wearing. Yes, yeah, she did. And, you know, and then the conversation started flowing between you and her. And I was literally yeah. stuck in the middle of a conversation. And then obviously, you know, we start chatting. And I remember, I remember oh. sharing. I re well, I remember the nudge of the Holy Spirit, which at that time I didn't know it was the Holy Spirit. Yeah. But I remember the nudge of the Holy Spirit to share with you a stranger that I had just met on an airplane that I'd recently quit drinking. Isn't that amazing how that works? Like... And and to get to know that that is the Holy Spirit, like he's chasing right. us even when we don't know he's there. Right. And so, you know, it was interesting because when I tell the story three years ago, I would, I would say something compelled me to mm. share with right. recently quit drinking. Mm -hmm. And as, as I've gotten, you know, as I've grown in my faith and, and in my walk with Jesus, I can boldly say, no, man, that was the Holy Spirit. Yes, girl. Let's give, let's give credit where credit is due. That's right. You know, like it was the Holy Spirit that compelled me to tell mm. a stranger that I recently quit drinking. And I remember you got incredibly excited and I was like, <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> And I don't, I don't know if I said this, but I may have said it in my head, but I was like, man, this chick ain't never tried to stop drinking because she got real excited because it ain't this fun. Mm. And then I remember you got really excited and you started asking me, you know, about sponsor and meetings and stuff like that. And I had no clue. Yeah. I had no clue what any of that was. And, and, you know, I was about to say, it's so ironic. No, it's not ironic. It was the divine design of Jesus Christ to yeah. put you in because just three days before this airplane journey, I went to my pastor because, you know, I was, like I said, I was in this dark place and I was just miserable. I was ready to kill people and myself. Mm. And I went, to, and I remember I would attend church and I would just cry. Mm. I would just cry because I was in so much pain, so much affliction. I felt so hopeless. And I remember I went to my pastor and I was like, listen, I'm doing all the things you know, I'm attending church. I'm not drinking. I'm trying not to sin. Yeah. But I need help. And he said to me, he said, he said, he said, yeah, you need to go to a meeting, work the steps and find a sponsor. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I 
thought you were going to tell me to read like Psalm 37 or Wait, something and yeah. say a prayer. Exactly, you which know? is so cool that he had the knowing that like there was another way for you to get the help and he couldn't provide it. So like kudos yeah. to that pastor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and well, I mean, I told him like, hey, I quit drinking recently and yeah. I'm miserable. Help me. And so, yeah, he knew exactly where to send me for that. Yeah. And uh, and I'm so grateful he did. But then, you know, like I said, you know, I went on this trip and then met you on the airplane. And then that further catapulted me right into the middle of this 12 step program that yeah. I needed that I needed to go to. And. Um, yeah, so, I mean, t- just to back up a little bit, like, you know, I had I had been baptized when I was 12. I grew up mm. in a Southern Baptist church and saw the um, hypocrisy and the superficial, uh, you know, face faces of the, that church, you mm. know. Uh, oh, yeah, everything's great on Sunday morning. But then, like, when, you know, it, people are singing a different tune, uh, you know, Monday morning. But, yeah. you know, so I really didn't have... A relationship with the Lord, but I also, you know, partied and I was, you know, I partied and I ran, I ran from Jesus and I ran from the Lord for many years. And it wasn't until I got desperate enough mm. that I was like, I, you know, I can't, this is the end of me because mm. summer Woo! has run life into the ground. I need you, girl. I need you, Jesus. Save me now. Yeah, and and that's the thing, right? Like we have to die to our old selves in order to have the real truth, breath of life, come into our bodies and live out the life that He called us for, not the life that we demanded. I want right. to just back up for a second. I mean you know, that meeting on that airplane, um, when my, I remember beaming, I remember smiling so hard when you told me that you hadn't drank because, (laughs) (laughs) because I had just come back from a conference of a 12 step program in Mexico. Right. Right. I remember you said like, Oh, what have you been traveling? And I said, Oh, I was at a spiritual retreat and then I think I was able to get honest with you and tell you where I really was. I had just been with my sponsor for the whole weekend and in an incredible fellowship. And um, so when you said that, I, there was like, I hadn't known the Lord yet, right? I had been um, sober and I had been working, you know, in an, an incredible 12 step program, seeking, seeking Um, what my form of higher power was, what my conception was, but I hadn't really known it yet. But I'm telling you, girl, when you said that, there was something inside of me that was like, this is a joke, right? Like, am I getting punked? Because there is no way that it could have been that aligned. I mean, nobody can make that up. Only him. That is only the work of Jesus Christ that was able to put us on there in that same second those same seats with your daughter talking to me, you know, like every single moment of that was a hundred percent hands erected. And shortly after that, I did get saved, you know, with you and a friend of ours, Shelly. So one of the darkest periods of my life being in Charleston ended up to be 
one of the most important walks of my life because I don't know how else I would have gotten to the Lord without meeting women like you and Shelly. And that all happened through this 12 step program, right? So um, I'm just really grateful that we are being used in that way to connect with each other. You know, he really knows how to get my attention is what I love to say. He knows how to use alcohol and bad relationships to get my attention <laughs> so I can be in enough pain, like you said, to get on my knees and finally surrender and really understand like in my true self that I can't do this without him anymore. I've tried. Yeah. 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 And, you know, when you were just sharing that, it, it brought up um, this the sermon that I, uh, I listened to, I think it was last Sunday, of the story of Zacchaeus, right? And my pastor said, our problems put us on the pathway. Mm. You know, yes. and I mean, that's exactly, yeah. that's exactly you know, that, that's been our story, totally. you know, what, what the enemy thought mm. he was used for our demise, the mm. Lord ended up flipping it and being like, no, I'm going to use this affliction for good. And, you know, our, I'll, I'll speak for myself, but our, my life is, I'm, not only is my life drastically different, mm. but me fundamentally who I am as a person yeah. it is entirely different. And, you know, I mean, I shared this with you when we were talking on the phone the other day, like when before, like old summer mm. would, you know, I was, I was a liar. I was a cheater. Mm -hmm. I was a thief. I would take advantage of every situation. I would manipulate every situation to my benefit, mm -hmm. whether I hurt you or not, I didn't care. Mm. And, you know, as I am going through this sanctification process of following Jesus, yeah, I'm no longer that same person, you know? And, and like I said, like this, you know, this woman and I were talking and, and she threw out that cliche line, once a cheater, always a cheater. Mm. And I'm, no. Right. You, when you find Jesus, exactly. that old, that old person is dead mm. and I'm raised a new life today. Amen. And that's been like something that I have really been wrapping my head around. Like it's just been coming full surface for me that I am not that per I am not that drunk anymore. I am not that manipulator. I am a child of God standing in his light from his grace. Nothing that I've done. I mean, nothing that I've done got me here except that he wants to me to like really pay attention. He wants to be my best friend. He wants, he literally right. wants my attention 24 seven. And he is the only one that deserves my attention 24 seven. Um, right. You know, in that respect. So yeah, it is really good news that the shame and the remorse and the guilt has been removed. Amen. And you know, the enemy, the enemy love, like shame is one of the greatest tools of, mm. of the devil to Preach. keep us in, Tell me about it. in, I like to call it hissing handcuffs, right? To keep us paralyzed. Oh, I love that. So we don't get in the game to, to play or to win for Christ, mm. you know, like he loves 
to keep us in mm. that that headspace of shame you know you're not worthy enough nobody wants to hear from you you're not good enough you don't know what you're doing um to keep us there yeah. and because so then we can't step out of the boat and the lord and give the lord room to work miracles to give glory to jesus yeah he want us to do that and you know yeah like i i ha i wanted to talk about fear mm, go because, because that came up. I mean, you, you know that old cliche, you know, there's nothing to fear but fear itself. Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I'm like, man, that sounds so silly, but <laughs> they're exa that's exactly it's right. True. Right. Yeah. 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 And, you know, I just, I love how uh, this 12-step program has has helped me to get very very clear and specific mm -hmm. on the fears that i have around either decisions that i'm making or situations or whatever i can get very clear on these fears and then i can either find out more information or i can give them over to god and just bring it to the light and say you know what jesus i'm scared i'm gonna fail at this mm. But I give and I turn over the outcome and the success to this yeah. to your will, not mine. Mm -hmm. And you know, it's it's easier it's easier to you know easier said than done. But but it's a practice, it's, right? Right. Yeah. And just saying those words, it kind of gets it like off of my plate. Yeah. You know, so I don't continue to you know to spend energy of well what about this what if this what if that what oh if, you gosh know? of course and I'm queen at that like I used to be really comfortable sitting in my own garbage in my own mess because I right. thought I really had control over it and to know that you know I would hear oh gotta turn it over and I'm like what does that mean but yeah. you know what I know what that means today because so for example, with my foster care um, classes, right? I mean, the only direction I got was take the class. No, right. Like there was no conversations with God saying, here's the plan. I mean, you know, like, sure, in theory, but like there wasn't a really core knowing, right? And by the way, like when I think I hear the voice of God, I check it with you. I check it with other women that I'm in fellowship with, with Christ, because I don't know. It's a small voice that I need to just double check. Um, so my motives stay clear, right? So when I got the direction to do this foster care, I really like mulled it over, prayed on it, you know, said yes, then said no, and then said yes again. And towards the end of that class, I started to get really fearful of like, oh my gosh, now what am I going to do? Because doing is really comfortable for me, right? Give, right. Me, give me a task to do and I will run it to the ground. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and so when there was no more doing, it was like, oh, now I got to really sit and just trust the Lord. I have to trust yeah. what he's going to be doing with that. The only direction I got was take the class. That was me being in obedience. Now, there's been no phone call. People are asking me, oh my gosh, did you get a call? Did you get a call? Nope. But you know what? I'm okay with it because I have given it over. Like I am finally at a place where I am not attached to the results. I can just take the direction and leave the rest up to him. Amen. 
Yeah. Yeah. Which causes you know, so much freedom, right? Like the internal sure. freedom, I think is what we're talking about is like, I do not have to have control of the, of like every single minutia today. It's an exhausting way to live. Right. You know, and, and I, I don't know about you, but when I was a kid, like I would, I would daydream about what my life would look like growing up. Mm, yeah. You know, and, and I was conditioned um, for material, material wealth. Right. So I envisioned, um, a big house, yeah. lots of cars, a pool, you know, all of the, all of the things. Mm-hmm. And, and not once did, was Jesus in that picture or in that, that right. daydream and, and looking back, you know, like that breaks my heart because, mm-hmm. you know, all, you know, the, all, the grandest palaces of the land are still empty shells without the love of Jesus. And I experienced in that relationship, you know, Mm. um, when I met you, we had the house, we had the cars, we had the pool, we had, you know, we had all the things, but still an empty house. Yeah. That was just not, there was no fulfillment. There was no love. There was no peace. There was no warmth. There was no, contentment and I feel like that you know that's that's a huge part of of my journey because that's what I thought my life should look like mm-hmm. but that was emptiest I ever I've ever felt mm-hmm. let me just say we have a few more minutes let me just say that um when I walked into Shelly's house for the very first time I said to her I stood in her space and I said what is this feeling? What is going on here? The second I walked into that house, girl, I was like, there is something different going on here. I did not really know to the extent of what her faith was, right? Like I had really just met her and she stood there with a confidence that was so admirable. And she said, God lives here. Wow. And I was like, what? I'm getting the chills right now. And I was like, oh my gosh, that is what I want my home to feel like. Right. Right. That is a home. That's exactly what you're yes. describing, right? Like that's right. the nook and cranny of what a life with Jesus is like, where you go in to somebody's home or to somebody's space and it's palpable. You're like, what's um, different here? Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so as we wrap this up, you know, there are probably audience members that have no idea about the Lord or what the sounds of Satan sound like, um, really quick. I want to just share, I, I heard this this morning, you know, I get a lot of my stuff on Instagram, but one, one of the, um, clips I saw this morning was Satan doesn't speak to us with big, long chains of addiction um, or or oppression. He speaks to us with choices and he gives you a link at a time to make choices. And with each choice you make, you are creating the path that he's setting up for you. And then it ends up ending up looking like a legit chain link fence, right? 
And mm-hmm. I thought that was such an in, that was such a great um, imagery because when I look back at my life, all the decisions that I made, small little decisions from from my divorce till today, right? And the decisions and the bargains that I was making with a God that I really didn't know yet, and um, thinking that I was doing the right thing, but really just making decisions that were based on what you talked about, my vision of what my life right. was supposed to look like, <laughs> right? right? I was just trying to get that picket white fence and that baby and that husband. And like, that's all I needed. <clears throat> right. Or so I thought. Right. Right. <laughs> and, yeah. um, right. And so, you know, what choices can we share with the audience that are like red flags, I guess, you know, like bargaining with God is a real red flag with me for me today. Um, making deals that I'm not going to commit to, like when he's asking me to do something and I'm like, "Mm, nope, I'm going to do it this way. And I start to feel some type of like intuition, gut check. That is him trying to get my attention. Um, so just to make it clear for non-believers that are seeking in their own life, like I want them to know who the voice of God is and when Satan gets involved in that. Yeah. And, you know, when you were talking about the imagery of, of the enemy using these choices, you know, I, I heard that um, the devil looks like everything I want. Yes. You know, yes. so I, I have to be mindful when I, when I speak and I say, well, I want, mm. as soon as I hear those words, oh, baby, we in trouble. That's right. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm not thinking about what does my Lord and Savior want. I'm Ow. thinking about my fleshly desires, mm-hmm. which are probably going to be selfish. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so, so yeah, Mm. the devil to me in my life looks like every single thing I think I want. Oh gosh, Summer, I love that so much. Right. He is the beautiful things. He's the dangling carrot. He's the dangling carrot. The shiny glittery thing that I think I want. And the reality Mm. of it is, you know, again, I'll speak for myself. I've, I've tried every, you know. I've heard it said, you know, lotion, potion, and yeah, 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 everything, everything to make me feel content, loved, valued, and seen. And mm. nothing of this earth Amen. can make me feel like that, except Jesus Christ. The love of Jesus Christ is like nothing I've ever experienced, nor would ever want to. It cannot come from any of the things. I'm just even looking at like a vision board I created last year. And let me tell you something. I got none of those things. (laughs) (laughs) I don't have the boyfriend coming with me to the gym. I don't have the flex body. I don't got the money to go to Paris. I don't got the puppy in in the convertible. Like, you know, I got one thing and in the middle of it it says believe with the cross that's what i got today and that is enough 
That is enough because I know that when I continue every morning to ask him, Lord, what are we doing today? And when I put like my life in his hands, when it's used for his purpose, my life is used for his purpose and not for mine. I know it's going to be a better outcome. It has to be. (laughs) I mean, it has to be. He's God, the Holy Spirit, the thought, like he's all of the things I've been searching for. So what a gift that we get to lay our lives down to him today and um, be of service and be obedient in this podcast, girl. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's my it's my joy and honor to to share the transforming, resurrecting power of Jesus. Yes. And as as we, you know, come up on this beautiful holiday that's Easter. Oh my gosh. You know, I, I got an email from my church and and the subject was silly rabbit. Easter is for Jesus. Oh, that's adorable. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh my gosh. Like, isn't it like the, the, our world and our society has it all wrong. You know, you Mm. go into stores and you see all the eggs and the bunnies and this and that, which, Hey, they're cute. Right. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. They're cute. But no, this is this is the day that our Christ was brought back to life and was resurrected. Amen. Like it is, oh, it gets me. Oh yeah, and, uh, and I just, uh, it's just, it's it's an exciting time. This holiday is it's exciting, but it's also it's kind of like that that bittersweet, you know, because you've got the crucifixion on Good Friday. Yep. And then, you know, it's dark. Yeah. Right? Dark for three days. Yeah. And then and then he rises. And I think that's just um mm. you know, a testament to to how sometimes in our life, you know, it's dark. Mm. Right. But then I mean when we met, right, it was dark. Mm-hmm. But then you know, mm-hmm. there's light. Amen. There's light. You know, three days later. Okay. Woo! Maybe not three days later, but you know that eventually there is light when we, when we seek the Lord and we are obedient and, um, yeah, it's just, it's a, it's a beautiful life that I'm so grateful that I get to share with you uh, today and that we get to share on this podcast, our story and, um, just the love, the love of Jesus. Wow, girl, what a great way to close out. Thank you so much. So, were you touched? Do you think God moved you in a way while you were listening to this where your heart could fully heal, where your soul could be completely rejuvenated, and where you can step out in faith and live that expansive life that you've always dreamed of? I'm going to be praying for you that you have the courage that only God can give us to walk the path that takes us to the most abundant, expansive, full-hearted living life. I hope to see you on the next episode.